0: Welcome friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to glocal news in social artistry. I am your host, Dick Dalton, and each week we have the pleasure of talking with someone else about how they build a more humane world from the inside out. And it's our pleasure this week to talk to Richard A. Cross from Lincoln University, a retention specialist, uh, and author of numerous books. And uh, hey, Richard, hi.
1: Hello. How are you, how are you doing, um, Dr. Dalton? <laughs> and It's a pleasure uh, being here with you. Uh, you know me when I just came here uh, from Jamaica and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to this conversation,
0: yes, and you know, one of these days I will be saying, "Well, Dr. Cross, it's it's been uh, it's been a good journey, don't you think?" <laughs> and
1: you'll uh, yes, and 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 believe it, um, it is pretty close, um, one class away. Oh, wow, wonderful! That's great to hear. Uh,
0: masters good. in sociology, uh, bachelor's in criminal justice, uh, teaching certificate in physical education. You've got a, a good foundation. What's your uh, PhD in? Um, higher education and leadership. Oh, wow. Okay. Have, and you've done your uh, some research yet? Or you've just uh, done yes, your that's, coursework?
1: That's what I'm currently doing. So I'm on my um, prospectus right now. I should be presenting soon. And I will be um, doing starting my dissertation in the summer. So that's my last leg. So I'm looking forward for that. Um, I'm really excited, to be honest with you, and sometimes it's kind of a surreal moment because I didn't know this was possible. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a journey that uh, really opened me up to a lot uh, because, you know, I too have gone beyond my limitations because at one point I didn't see myself, you know, doing the things that I'm doing today. Right. Uh, are your parents still with us? Yes, they are.
0: Um, They're in Jamaica, though. Oh, sure. Right. And uh, you you came from a rather severe upbringing, uh, as many Jamaicans. Uh, you struggled; the family
1: struggled. Uh, I, yes. Let go. Yes. Um, you know, growing up in poverty, and which I become, you know, really appreciative of my upbringing because it had molded me into the person I am today. That build a certain level of character um, but at one point when I was much younger I used to complain a lot even curse at God to the extent to say why am I in this situation why my parents couldn't afford it you know and sometimes when you see your parents crying because they couldn't um, provide for you, uh, you 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 start to question life a lot hmm. and it affected me and how I focus although I loved school when I was much younger but I couldn't see myself beyond where I was. And, um, you know, although I really wanted to have a different life, you know, I, I, I think about it, but I was wondering, how can this possible? How can I change my situation? I always wanted to, but at that time, I didn't know how I was going to change the situation, you know, because when you have days when you don't have certain things, you know, your, your basic needs are not met. Yeah you know, then it, it becomes harder, you know, you don't have the people around you to serve as motivation and inspiration, that possibility, you don't see, you know, but I had the hope of changing things, but I just didn't know how it was going to happen. But, you know, um, I knew, you know, although I didn't know how, I knew I wanted, especially my mom, because I've seen her work very hard, you know, like domestic work and stuff like that. My dad is a farmer, but I I, I live with my mom. So, you know, I get to see her and see the struggle. And, um, you know, it used to be very painful, you know, so over a period of time, I start to, you know, see changes, but it took a while um, because at first I didn't know it was going to be possible for me to be out of that situation.
0: So out of, uh, you went through your regular, Uh, educational process there in Jamaica uh, and I think you started work, didn't you? Didn't you start working for uh, what? What does the constabulary mean? I, I read on your your bio about the constabulary. I don't know what
1: that is. Okay, all right. So, um, so yes, I did start working in Jamaica before I came to the United States. So after, actually, back up a little bit. Good. Um Before I even went into the police force, I went to college in Jamaica, which I like to tell people that I went to college on grace. You know, God saw some uh, point to put the right person in my path um, to help me because I was an athlete. I was one of the best athletes in high school. So I ended up going to college. I didn't get a job as a physical education teacher or coach. Um, so but I went back to my hometown. Someone thought I was a police officer. Hmm. And believe it or not, I went and took the test the following day. So that's what you read about the Jamaica Constabulary Force. So that's an organization. That's the police force in Jamaica. So that's you know that's just the name, the Constabulary Force. Um, so I became a police officer whilst in Jamaica. My parents didn't like it, you know, because they see that as something dangerous. Sure. Um, but it was one of my best. Um, decisions, because not only did it help me, but it also helped me to start helping my parents, you know, providing um, certain things that they didn't have, you know, financially, Mm -hmm. you know, so if I, to be honest with you, if I should start my journey again, I would, you know, become, you know, join the police force again, because it helped me in so many ways, not only financially, but it also helped me to grow as an individual. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it. Uh,
0: Then, did you get a letter or a, a, a phone call from
1: a Poppy, or wh- what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is so funny. Um, you know, I was representing the Jamaica Council of the Force in Miami, uh, Miami Classics I, at a track meet. And I knew Coach Thomas was going to be there. Coach Poppy was going to be there. And, man, I, I made up my mind. I was training like crazy because I know this could be an opportunity for me. Huh. So I, he was there to recruit another student. Uh, I didn't know of the student until that day whilst I was there. And the student that he was there to recruit, I end up beating that student. And then he <laughs> asked me, <laughs> yes, yes, he asked me you know, about my, um, my desire about college and stuff like that or traveling or you know, going to university. And it, I was already looking forward for that, you know. So he asked me in that moment, I was ready to say yes. Then he asks me how old I was, and I told him I was twenty-four years old. And he said, "Man, you passed the age um, that we normally provide scholarship. You know, normally scholarship are between eighteen and twenty. You know, you know, fairly. You know, that's how we normally, um, you know, regular athletes, right?" And he was walking away after he said, man, I'm not sure, you know, you're a little bit too old. But he was walking away. And I said to him, uh, well, actually, I shouted. I said, if you want to know what someone does with an opportunity, give it to me. And he stopped. And he said, man, come and see me after the trap meet. And the rest is history. (laughs) You know, just that statement, you know, just let him know that I was serious about this opportunity. I saw where this could give me a different start a greater start. Um, although I didn't know all the things that would happen after you know coming here, I didn't know that I would realize more of my potential. But in that moment, I know I knew that you know this could give me a, 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 a um broaden my horizon, give me more opportunities, help me to see more things. And I was looking forward to it. And uh, you know I came and I did what I gotta do. You did. So you uh, enrolled in Lincoln University uh, as
0: a freshman or you had some transfer credits and so you could move right
1: along? Well, yes, I, I had some transfer credits. So I came, I think I came as a sophomore um, because I spent three years on um, the Right. Um, so, you know, I transferred some credits. I didn't get all the credits that I later received, you know, from my transcript, but you know that wasn't even an issue i was just glad that i was here um and i didn't have to start as a freshman uh, which maybe gave me an advantage and i took um that advantage you did you did so uh did you have uh, besides
0: poppy as a mentor did you have other mentors at lincoln that
1: helped uh move you along well um you know, coming here, I was a little bit more open-minded. So I was at a point at uh, my journey where I was more open to learn, you know? Um, So one of my professors though, I remember um, Dr. Matthews at one point, I used to go to class with, you know, in my track clothes, in my um, just track and field, you know, attire. And one day he, he called me And, you know, because I was doing very well academically. Mm -hmm. And he called me and said, "Uh, Richard Cross, I want you to think about this. And he said to me, I want you to start showing up as the person you want to be. Ah. At that moment, I didn't understand what exactly he was saying. And he repeated it. You want to start showing up as the person you want to be. And, you know, from that moment, I, you know, my perspective or my outer appearance um, shifted a bit. You know, at that time, I didn't have a lot of suits and stuff like that, but I become more conscious, yeah. you know, of my appearance because, you know, now I have to be thinking about, you know, where I want to be. But not only did I have um, like mentors and so whilst I was on campus, um, I really take um, from the the professors like yourself that really care about us as international um, students, because I can remember even being in your class, you know, you help us to think like way beyond what we were accustomed to, you know, especially for us as international students, because, you know, talking about paradigm shift, I didn't understand nothing about those things prior to so that kind of opened me up to, you know, realize that more was there as I was evolving as a um, student, you know, on campus in a different environment. You know, so not to say like have mentors per se, but, you know, I, and Dr. Ross, you know, I, I, I talked to him, but at that time, I didn't even understand the real power of having a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there were there were professors that really you know shared things that I really absorbed, and you know later later acted on.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned in this uh, bio of you that you started writing poetry and even published a book
1: of, of poetry at that time. Yes, uh, it's so it's so it's so funny. Um, I to be to be honest with you. Um, growing up, I hated writing. Um, people ca- will not think that right now because of the amount of stuff that I have written. Um, but I hated writing. But um, whilst I was on campus, it was close to, it was Black History Month. And a student came to the office and said, man, I, I, I think you are a writer. This I don't know this student. Believe it or not, I don't know him. Uh, But I always see another uh, person, you know, Jamaican that write poems and stuff like that. And I think, you know, I think in myself, I can do it. But that person, I didn't know him. He said, write a poem and come and say it at um, the Black History Festival in Scruggs at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I went there, I I wrote something down and I went and I say the poem. And then the next day, Mrs. Williams, that was in, I don't remember her department, she said, Man, Richard Cross, you did an excellent job. You did an excellent job. I love that poem. And from there, you know, just that validation in that moment, you know, encourages me. Mm-hmm. And I just keep doing it. I just, and some days I'll be writing four, five, six points. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even at the time, I wasn't really, um, you know, fully understand what I was doing, but I found it as an outlet at the moment you know, and I just kept doing it and I started to write things about, you know, my experience prior to coming to Lincoln, some of the things that I've experienced in Jamaica, um, you know, from a poetic standpoint.
0: Wonderful. Um, I don't know if you want to read one, if you find one that you got that you want to share,
1: that's fine. Um, All right, let's see. I I, I think um, this is, I think this may be one of my uh, favorite, And I wrote this um, just in the moment, I think it was after um, Obama became president. Okay. Because I saw it as a symbol of progress and that's the title of the poem. So let me go ahead and uh, read this poem. It's a little bit long, um, but I think I should finish um, pretty quickly. So the title of the poem is Symbol of Progress. Symbol of progress. At first, it was hard to digest, but like food, we take a small bite and the aftertaste was just right. The journey now started. Now the work had never been wasted. Just throughout the transition, the hope of many had reached the fullest recognition. He spoke, you could tell it was no joke. The symbol of progress had given us the courage, now looking beyond our small boundaries. From what had taken place in the past centuries, our dreams are now no longer a myth, but the work you put in it. As the myth was rejected, you could tell on how progress was carefully selected but not like speeding cars on track, yet the change still makes its way. Lord knows how much we pray. Although at times it was like gray skies, we push our way through, yet there were interruptions, but the charisma was true. Your guess is as good as mine. It was surely the right time. The progress now makes us jubilate. Now the extreme happiness made us exuberate. Although it was a progress with long lines, those lines aid in building off that new course. That feeling was like a bone healing process. I am happy. Are you? And remember, this is not about your texture. Let's look towards the future, symbol of progress. Lots of inspiration in that one. Uh, Thank you, thank you. I, you know, um, just, you know, although I wasn't born in America, I came to understand some of the things that African-American have gone through and just to see his um how Barack Obama was able to, you know make it to that point where uh, people here older than me didn't see that was as something that was possible. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So for me to come and witness that and that's what I tried to articulate in um, that poem at the time that when I wrote it, because I saw his um, presidency as a symbol of progress, you know, although we still have a lot of things that we're still dealing with, But that shows us, you know, what is possible, right? And you know, so that was what you know. uh, It inspired that um, poem. Uh, I don't know. I still write poems, but I haven't shared them because it's it's a way for me to really, um, you know, I I actually write some poems that similar to what I write, but you know, I don't really share them with others. But you know, sometime in the future, I will uh, um, publish my next poetry book. Well,
0: we had a special treat then. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> sure, yes, sir. Uh,
0: speaking of writing, uh, here we are on Zoom, and, and I see behind you uh, titles and, and book covers of a lot of books, and your name is on those books. Uh, sure. When did you start writing uh, these books for publication <laughs> besides the poetry? These are not poetry books.
1: Uh, no, I think the poetry book cover is up there, but it's, uh, behind me. So you can't see, but I published my first book, which was a poetry book in 2010. And I didn't, uh, actually kind of stop writing and I published my first book outside of poetry, um, going beyond limitations back in 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, at that time, I, you know, I didn't know that I was going to write any more books, um, but from going beyond limitations, I went to a college in Georgia, Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I was doing a presentation, talking to a group of college students and the director um, of student engagement. Um, I share my story with her that, you know, I grew up and I didn't do so well as a student when I was growing up. And then whilst I was at Lincoln, I was the student, the student athlete with the highest GPA. And she said, why don't you write about that? Why don't you share you're, you know, the things that you have done to become a successful student. Mm-hmm. And that's where the student oracle, um, you know, I, I was able to write the student oracle. And from there, man, I, I, I don't know what happened. I just start <laughs> writing, 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 writing. And then lead up to 2020. Um, so, you know, 2020 was just different. Uh, with the pandemic, I realized that I had more time, you know, at home. Um, more downtime. So I took advantage of that. So mm-hmm. prior to the pandemic, I think I had like um, four books. Um, yeah, four. And during the pandemic, I I, I wrote um, eight. Eight? And, um, eight books eight oh, yes. my eight write and published eight books in 2020. And um, I wrote four this year already. I published two. Uh, we'll be publishing two very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, so in total, I have, uh, 17 and, uh, my goal for this year is 20. Um, I have a goal that I want to reach. I may have already reached the goal because I've been doing some inquiry, but I haven't uh, received the answers yet. I want to be the Jamaican that publishes the most book, not just because I want to publish the most books, but because I was one of those students who. Whilst I was growing up, I wasn't supposed to be anything in life. And I want what I accomplish to be an inspiration for those who may have or grew up in similar situation like myself, you know, um, poor parents, uh, limited resources, and maybe even not doing so well, you know, to see what's possible, you know, if they start to believe in themselves. And um, because sometimes that's all the change you need, you know, in mindset, you know, start to see yourself as someone who, can achieve um, certain goals. But what I understand though, one success will build your confidence. Mm -hmm. And from that one success, you know, you start to realize that, Oh man, I can do this. And the more success you have, Oh, I can do this. Then it becomes a part of who you are. And that's what I encourage the students. Now, if you don't aim for something big right now, aim for something small. Mm -hmm. And from that win that you have, it will build your confidence. And from the confidence you know you start to realize more of who you're capable of becoming mm-hmm. can you uh
0: sort of take us through a bit of one book and and maybe another just to not to read through the book but I, what uh what's the basic is there a basic theme that goes through all of your books or uh how could we describe to our audience uh, your, your type
1: of books? Well, um, well, most of my books are personal development, and they, the theme, I try to make it practical. I, I read, now I read a lot, so I read books pertaining to the topics that I'm gonna be writing. And see what others are doing and make it as simple as possible to my reader, my audience. But I believe, you know, if you really want to empower others, you want to make it as practical as possible, you know, for them to understand. So to take you through how I go about writing my book and and, and gathering information and stuff like that. One, I know what I want to um, the audience, the reader, to get from the book prior to writing the book. So I use that as the foundation Mm -hmm. and I just start writing from this. So I I, I normally share about 21 different um, um, principles with the reader. And that's in all my books. All my books have around 20, 21 different um, principles. Hmm. And I just elaborate on them as much as possible. So they're not really a long um, drawn out, um, um, you know, a a write up on a particular topic, they're more to the point you know. for them to really get it and they can apply it um, right away. So I try to make it like that because when I just start reading, that's what I wanted. I wanted book, don't take me around in a circle to tell me one thing. So I try to write like that where I give the reader like this is what you will get from this. And if you apply these, um, principles, if it's for leadership, if it is for discipline, you know, you can do it right now and then you can start to see changes in your life if you do apply. So you say you
0: read a lot. Uh, could you tell us uh, what kinds of author or what authors
1: you read or uh, the
0: kinds of things you like ah, to
1: read? I, I, again, you know, I read most of what i going to write about. So still personal development, but I read um, um, like Dennis Kimbrough, uh, Well Choice. Uh, He became my mentor uh, when I just started teaching um, because someone told me about him and said, man, if you're gonna be in the classroom, you you need to know this person. That's when I went to Georgia because that's when I started teaching. When I moved to to Georgia, Mm -hmm. I actually, I didn't go there to teach, to be honest with you. I went to Georgia to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I know nothing about being an entrepreneur, um, you know, just, you know, decided I want to go, although I was looking for employment within social service at the time, Mm
0: -hmm. but,
1: you know, I was a bit, you know, trying to learn this entrepreneurial world and see how I can, you know, be an entrepreneur and stuff like that. But I went and volunteer and this is kind of taken away from the book, but I'm going to get back to the book. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to volunteer and I show someone my resume. And I said, "Man, why are you not working?" <laughs> and he called the school. He said, well, "We need someone like you with your experience, your background, your qualification. We want you on our campus." Wow! And 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 the dean called me the following day. Did the application? And that's how I start teaching. And um, by being in the classroom, I fell in love with it. I realized that teaching is not just sharing knowledge. Um, Because if you can read, you can share it. Teaching is to empower and inspire your students. And that's what I brought to the classroom. I realized that I was, well, actually not what I realized. My coworkers were saying, what are you doing to your student? They show up at your class 30 minutes before time and you are, you know, retaining these students. So they say, what are you doing? Um, you know, so I said, you know, I'm letting them know that I care about them. I'm letting them know that I'm here for them. I'm letting them know that if they are not here, I couldn't. You know, so they start to realize that I wasn't there um, just to share information. And I think, you know, my upbringing kinda um, helped with that because I do share the challenges that I go to. So a lot of those students had similar situations. So they find, you know, they, they they could make the comparison, say, you know, if he's doing it, maybe I can do it and stuff like that. So that's how I approach it. But to get back to the book, um, um, you know, that so I read. Yeah. So, so uh, Dennis Kimbrough books that I read. I've I've man, I've read so many books. I've, uh, you know, like to give you the names, maybe I can't because I have them all here right in uh-huh. front of me. Be so good that they can't ignore you. Um, beyond positive thinking. Um and I read a few um, um, biographies too, uh, like Frederick Douglass. Um, I've read Influence, I've read uh, The New Jim Crow, I've read um, um, like even uh, some of the chicken soup uh, books. Actually, he was doing kind of inspired me to start writing a lot because, you know, they have done so well with their books. You know i have read um psycho cybernetics mm-hmm. i have read. i'm just kind of picking from the books sure you know, because i could just go down the list of all the books here um uh, but i you know i read um live your dreams uh, by les brown because les brown became uh, although i've never met him i've learned a lot through his motivation speaking and stuff like that mm-hmm. so there are a lot of um books that i've read but i i didn't really pick an author that I would say, this is the person that I'm following, okay. but, um, Dennis Kimber became the closest person, um, to someone that I would, you know, I would like recommend the book and stuff like that, because I was, a- I was able to talk to to him, you know, in person and, you know, he provided me some guidelines and, you know, as I started my journey. Um, so you know, that's one of the books that, and I have all of his books, you know, from <laughs> what makes the great, great uh, wealth choice and stuff like that. So. Great. So when you
0: said that, that you generally have a 20 or 21 principles, uh, does Dennis Kimbrough do that in his books?
1: No, no, you, you know, um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I can't really tell you where that idea came from, But I realized that if I share a certain amount of words, I can actually write 20,000 words easy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use it as a guide, a guide to, 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 uh, um, you know, get all my content together and stuff like that. So I I haven't really seen like um, authors that have done multiple books have that formula. Mm. Um, So I just kind of decide that this is what I'm going to do. And this is my formula. And that's how I start writing all my books. They have, you know, similar um, theme or format um, Mm -hmm. throughout the book, so.
0: And uh, as an author of one book, I'm just gonna keep after you here for a second. (laughs) So uh, you uh, read a number of books, you have an idea of what what you want your audience to get from a book, Mm -hmm. and then you start your list of principles. Yeah. Do those principles come from other authors that you have read? Or are they sort of unique uh, sets of principles that uh, people wouldn't find somewhere else?
1: Well, not to say they're unique per se, but all I say may be different.
0: Okay. Um,
1: You know, there are some common um, usage of words that goes together that, you know, No matter how you try to change it or rearrange it, it's not going to be the same. But um, I try my very best to my principles to be as unique as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't like when I read, I read for understanding. So I don't read to take the content per se Mm -hmm. uh, and share it. Um, So and if I I read it so I can understand. So I'm going to share what I understand from this. So I may read some John Maxwell because, you know, he's one of the top leadership person. So I'm not going to share um, what he writes about leadership. You know, I'm going to share some of the things that I understand from what he share are other authors about leadership. So mm-hmm. if I'm writing, say, on leadership right now, I may for if I'm going to write a thousand words. Right. Uh, I, may write, I may read something with five thousand words. So I get the understanding, you know, and I may read multiple, you know, so 2000, I read some articles and stuff like that, just to get the understanding mm-hmm. of what I want to um, share. And from there, I build the content and stuff like that. And I try, and again, I go back to say, I try to make it as practical as possible. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I read and, uh, and they give me a whole lot of story taking me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's not what I like read, I, I read it so I can understand, but because I want the direct uh, information, you know, this is what you need to do, and that's how I write, you know, because I couldn't really find it, so I decide that's how I'm going to um, write what, uh, my books and stuff like that. Is it uh, too much to ask for you to give us one or two principles
0: out of one of your books, just to give a, a sense of the, uh, the flavor of that
1: style? Um, all right, Uh, um, I'm being that I was talking about leadership. Um, I will just uh, share two principles from, um, the leadership and, and, and I may give you two more principles from some, I may give you two principles from, um, letters to future black male educators. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will start with leadership and because, you know, we are all leaders, you know, own rights and you don't need positions to be a leader. So so I'll start with associate with other ambitious individuals and nurture your natural ability. And I can also say, um, be consistent. Mm -hmm. As a leader, you want to be consistent. So um, be consistent, associate with other ambitious individuals and um, nurture your natural ability and help others to accomplish their goals. As a leader, you want to be helping others. You know, that's the, the premise. You need to bring out the best in others. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be a leader, that's one of the things that you need to do outside of being consistent, outside of becoming your best self by nurturing your ability. Your goal is to help others to be your best self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great, great. Okay, that's one book.
0: And you said you're, you're going to favor us with another book uh, sample Yes. Yeah, so,
1: um, this is, um, letters to, um, future black male educators. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll just go to the, one of the principles are, I'll just give, um, a few one, which I believe is really important, even as an educator, uh, as any educator at all. Uh, foster a strong sense of self. Who you bring to the classroom is important. And you know, you should know that you're going there to make a difference. But you know, it, it's important that you foster a strong sense of self um, because you are there to inspire, empower, encourage. So going there, you're not supposed to be easily distracted as the educator. And um, take your role seriously. Mm -hmm. As any educator, but to future um, Black male educators, they need to take their role seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, because now, not only that they're teaching, but they're now being a role model. Mm -hmm. You know, especially for younger males that are in the classroom. So I believe that is really important. And also, which is also common, uh, um, believe in yourself. As an educator, you must be so confident, you know, in who you are. And that's supposed to be seen in the classroom. And and I think, you know, as I shared with you earlier, like I get my students, you know, whilst when I was teaching, you know, to be showing up to class before, you know, because I go to the classroom as who I am. I try my best to be the best version of myself in the classroom. And being that I go there with a strong sense of self and purpose, you know, the students, uh, realize that you know that I'm there for them and being that I exercise that every day every single day even when I'm not in the classroom if I see my students even on the weekend they know that's what I'm about you know so I bring that type of person everywhere I go um, but i I do believe that you know as an educator you need to have a strong sense of self
0: now I didn't uh, start teaching till I was 40. And I think it's wow. because I didn't have a strong sense of self until probably I was 35 or, or almost 40. I, I, I find that a lot of college students are really struggling with that sense of self. Who, who am I? Because they're, they're still carrying over what their parents uh, taught them as to who they were or who their coach taught them who they were or who their minister taught them who they were. All these different things are are kicking around inside them as if this is who you are, but they haven't had the opportunity to sort that out for themselves and say, no, 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 that's not me. This, this, no, that no, that, you know, you hear what I'm saying? Yes. So, uh, so the process that some of your books probably are doing is attempting to help people come to that sense of self. Uh, I'm just going to guess. Is that- uh,
1: yes. To uh, I, I want to believe that. I, I, I make it a way where they start to question themselves. Am I doing these things? So they're more, although there are principles, there are characteristics, right? You know, these are things, these are habits that you need to practice. Uh, these are things that you can do now. So I, I, when you read it, am I doing this? Am I the person that believes in uh, myself? Am I the person that show up in the environment as who I can become or who I am? You know, or who am I in this environment? Is this is this the, the best version of myself? You know, so that's the way I write um, the books for them to understand because even in the process of writing some of these books, I was actually teaching myself some of the things that I come across because that's how it is. You know, you want to learn, you know. So even when I share like every day in my writing and stuff like that, some of those things I recently come across it, you know, but I don't only keep it to myself. So I share it with others. Hopefully, you know, other, you know, someone will read it and say, you know what? Oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I can apply this. So that's what I, I aim to do with the books, you know, for, for the readers to look at themselves and see: am I doing this already? Can I get better at this? You know, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm all of what I wrote. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm like two, um, I'm 100% on all the things that I wrote. You know, sometimes I have to go back to my own writing right. and remind myself, uh, you know, these are the things that you need to do. These are the things that you can do. Um, to become or maintain what you have already started. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a a
0: publisher that you always use or do you self-publish or uh, what's your process for that?
1: Well, I do um, self-publish right now. So I go through um, Amazon, uh, which is Kindle, but it was um, CreateSpace before um, Amazon. They, they, They took over CreateSpace. So I'm going through... Amazon and I. Let me say this on here now. So one of my goal is to, you know, get a um, uh, publisher to uh, to to you know so I can publish a book through a publisher and stuff like that. I think that will change the game. But you know, we'll just keep walking until we get there. So.
0: Oh sure, sure. You're doing great work, great work. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned that you're actually doing there in Jeff City. Oh, I should say here, I'm in Jeff City as well, uh, you are create, you've are you created some kind of a mentorship uh, way for Black uh, students, is it? Uh, to mentor local uh,
1: young Black men, well, is
0: that?
1: Well, it, well, well, it's not just um, for students to mentor um, other students, but uh, one of the goal is to bring us as Black males together Um, to start to cheer the more positive things about us Mm -hmm. so we can help to change the perception Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, society Mm -hmm. and not only that, but at the same time to be mentors for students in college students in the community and stuff like that. So it's like, uh, my goal is to bridge the community and the college. You know, so males on college, males on the university who are actually doing, you know, their job of being leading by example. But there are other males in the community who are leading by example, but we don't really know them. So we can now come together and see how we can make a bigger impact within our community because this is our community. So our job should make our community the best community. Right,
0: wonderful. Uh I want to pursue this if if there's a way to do that here on the radio. Uh, So you have some colleagues there. Uh, Say, for instance, I'm just going to guess. I don't is Darius Watson uh, a colleague that you're working with or
1: is he. Um, Yes, we have um, collaborated before on campus where I have um, male educators talk about their journey on becoming an educator. Because one of the things that we have, uh, our challenge is not only in Lincoln, not only in Jeff City, but right across, mm-hmm. where we don't have a lot of Black males in the classroom, which, you know, Black males uh, not only serve as mentors, but it also changes the perception for all students. Right. And research, I've said, you know, um, not only Black students do well, but also uh, white students and other, um, other students have done well, you know, having a, a, a black male um, in the classroom. That's what you know the research have said. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the goals, goal, you know, throughout the country is to get more um, black males in the classroom. And you know, Doctor Dar- Watson, his journey was so inspirational, mm-hmm. and you know, the students um, got a lot from you know what he had shared. And stuff like that but you know more of that coming up you know we just have to the pandemic kind of um, make things go a little bit different from how I've projected um, for 2021 uh, to be but you know hopefully after this pandemic we will start to um, do more uh, work together because you have a plethora of um, knowledge and information that I believe it is valuable um, especially from an history and political standpoint, you know, his perception and perspective um, can be very beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. So, if people in the Columbia Jeff City community
0: wanted to um, find some mentorship uh, relationship, would they just call you, uh, or is there a, an organization uh, that? Is that, that
1: actually meets maybe,
0: uh, I don't know, once a month or something?
1: Uh, yes. So, um, you know, um, we, we just recently started the organization, as you may have seen on Facebook, um, Black Men Thrive. So you have um, Davian, you have um, Stallone, you have Greg, that's really behind, you know, helping getting this up and going. So, but, you know, they can also reach me on Facebook, uh, message me and stuff like that and the website will be coming soon. The website, I think the website is already done, um, but I don't know if it's active and um, available to the public, Uh, but that should be coming available very soon where they can always go there and and look and find more information and how, you know, we can maybe provide service in in regards to mentorship. Will that be blackmenthrive.org? I think... uh, um, we are, um, because we have got, um, inquiry and, you know, I think you should do it as a nonprofit. So that's why we haven't, uh, make it public because that was one of the, um, issue that that issue, but one of the question that came up, you know, will it, will you do it as nonprofit or for profit?
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh,
1: you know, some were saying that, you know, nonprofit, it would maybe make a greater impact because you can get supporters from others to help you uh, reach the population that you want to reach. Right, and take donations
0: and give scholarships and wh- however you might want to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: because giving scholarship, one one of the one of the things that we want to do is to um, provide scholarships. Well, of
0: the people that you mentioned, I think I had all of them in class at one time so far.
1: <laughs> I, I think you may have, because um, I think maybe, well, um, stallone came after me but i know you have met stallone oh he's been um, a good yeah good friend oh he been in okay okay yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah so i think if, if if you had um stallone in class uh you have davian and i know you had greg because greg was there when i was there yeah. so i think you have all of us in yeah. the class what uh, a
0: great a team I, i'm i'm very proud to hear uh, of what you're doing and and uh I think it's vital. It's one of the most important uh, works that could be done at this point. I think is is raising the image and the the work of, of black men in leadership and in teaching and in whatever way possible. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And you know um, we're working on some of the stuff too. Uh, you know, being that I'm there at Lincoln, which I'm not really going to share yet. Um, you know, because. Uh, Maybe, you know, once it becomes live, uh, because uh, we have some great uh, young men at Lincoln University that want to uh, do some great work in the community. Mm -hmm. And that would also change the perception as well. Uh, So uh, we have some stuff that I'm working on uh, with the students there and uh, other staff and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. because uh, I do believe in making a difference. I do believe in, you know, positively shaping the future. You yeah. know, so I I, I I am dedicated to this. I am committed to uh, making a difference. And, you know, it's just a matter of time, you know, before uh, we start making um, a greater impact. And, and again, because if you live in a community, you should want to see a community um, doing its best. So um, that's one of the things that I'm committed to, uh, to make where I am, you know, one of the places that people will talk about in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that you work out
0: uh, regularly so physically, uh, you haven't lost the edge very much if at all.
1: No, um, no I, I, I may not be able to run as fast, but you know I, I, I can keep up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I may not be able to compete like in as I used to. Sure. But you know, I can still run those races. You know, maybe <laughs> not as fast uh, because you know I I I work out uh, every day. I, I I do it seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it bec- it has become a part of who I am. So you know, once I finish here, you know, I I I'm going to get some running in because mm-hmm. I, I'm challenging myself this month. Um, to do you know some running every day. Um, you know just to because. Once it's – when it gets cold, I don't do a lot of cardio, so I'm getting back into um, that for, you know, this month and, and stuff like that. But,
0: yeah, I, I haven't lost it, really. Well, I know that, that Coach Thomas, Co- Poppy, is, is still uh, active uh, down with the track team. He just
1: got uh, brought into the Hall of Fame, I
0: think, uh, didn't he, recently?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and I believe that's a, a, a great accomplishment. He has really done a lot for yes, um, Lincoln yes. University. Yeah, he really, um, he had made some good athletes, I would say, um, because to be honest with you, I don't believe he had um, got the best athletes out of Jamaica, but he was able to win championships with those athletes, so. I That's learned great. I learned his secret
0: from him. I don't know if he would want me to, to say it on the radio. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, his secret was that he went for the second place person. Hmm. The person that he knew that needed some help to become the first place person. Hmm. Because too often the first place person
1: thought they knew everything already. Well, you know, yeah, that's 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 a great strategy. Yeah, you know the second person is a little bit more hungrier. Yes, because they have a point to prove.
0: Yes, exactly, and and it has worked for him. He has had championship teams for as long as I can remember.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, too many to count.
0: Yeah, and and what I was wondering, does I know Stallone works uh, a little bit with the track team? I didn't know (laughs) if if you would were ever invited to do any motivational work with,
1: uh, with the team? Uh, actually, when I, when I just came back, that was one of the first thing, uh, you know, I was encouraged to do, um, talk to and encourage them, you know, because I too have gone through, and not only did I, uh, not only I, I was on the track team, but you know, one of the biggest thing with, with, with Coach Thomas, he encourages the students to take their education seriously. And because I did that and I proved, you know, the possibilities, you know, when it comes on to academics, you know, they encouraged me to talk to the students, you know, and again, as I said earlier, I was the top student as a student athlete, I have the highest GPA. So, you know, and I didn't start off like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I do share with the students to give them hope that it doesn't matter where they are right now, you know, if they're willing to work hard, you know, they can, you know, achieve much, much more. I know some of the women have given you a run for your money,
0: though. We've got some very <laughs> well,
1: well, 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 yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, because, you know, normally, normally, um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, somebody, you know, we were pretty close, like in regards to the GPA <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, we were at the, you know, about the same um, there because I came after, um, what's his name? Fabian, when I was here. Uh-huh. Fabian had the highest GPA. He had 4.0, so I couldn't compete. Yeah. Uh, so it was after he had left. Um, you know, I went into that role of being the top student athlete uh-huh. with the highest GPA. I think I had like 3.7. Uh-huh. And so, you know, there were all females there with you know 3.5, 3.6 and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, so I always try to keep that little edge. And and when I know someone is trying to beat me, you know, I just work a little bit harder. <laughs> So, we've we mentioned your physical uh, workout.
0: Uh, we know your mental workout is uh, reading avidly and, and writing and expressing yourself. Uh, emotionally, you you seem to have a, a stability of uh, being able to keep things where they're supposed to be. Uh, and I think you're happy, even though you, you don't always smile in your pictures. <laughs> No, I, I I Photoshop out the smiling. <laughs> 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 Just for me, because I always harp on that, don't I? See. Uh, so I wondered if if uh, there was a spiritual part of your life that uh, that came into play uh, in your work and your. uh life.
1: you know, I I, I will say um, I I do strongly believe that you know God is really directing my steps. To be honest with you. Um, because some of the things that have happened, um, it doesn't matter how hard I work, you know, um, some of those things would not happen. So I do, and that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up in the church and stuff like that. So I always have that as foundation, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to not just rely on self, um, but to believe that, you know, God will direct me because I know strongly that I'm on purpose. You know, so when things don't go as I, as I wanted it to go, Mm -hmm. I know maybe it's happening for a greater purpose, you know? So although it's not always easy, you know, as human beings, you're still going to feel some type of way when things don't work as planned, but you know, I know God is working it out. So, you know, I stop worrying about, you know, what, what doesn't um, go as I think it should, because I know I'm directed to the right place. Well, you've already told some amazing
0: stories of uh, things that you can't quite call coincidence uh, in terms of somebody thinking you were the policeman or, or yes. you know, saying you ought to be a teacher by just looking at your resume and
1: so on. Yeah. And, and believe it or not, almost every positions that I've been into, like real significant roles, um, are things that I've done. That's how it happened. You know, I've never seen myself as a police officer, and just the person, you know, because in my community, it's not something that you you really aspire to, you know, um, because you know people have a lot of bad things to say about police officers and stuff like that. And my dad is Rastafarian, and and he and police officers don't really, you know, mesh and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So uh, it wasn't something that I was thinking about. But after the person asked me, I went and um, took the test and I eventually joined and the same thing with um, you know uh, with becoming a professor and stuff like that you know I as I said I went to you know to be an entrepreneur want to do something else end up in the classroom and you know it just keep happening even coming back to Lincoln it wasn't something that I, I planned oh, wow. I came to do a book signing and, uh, and, and, and um, you know they wanted someone to do uh, mail initiative and you know I guess I was at the right place at the right time and um, so you know I, I, I really tried to pay attention you know when you know these prompting comes up or these opportunities mm-hmm. that somewhat aligned with you know the impact that I want to make mm-hmm. um, so but even before you know the police I didn't know if I was going to make no impact at the time uh, in the classroom. I didn't really, you know, so, but those things after those um, after, well, actually after I came here, you know, things started to kind of make sense, you know, you know, my, my, my journey started to make sense. The hardship that I've gone through start to make sense. Wow. So now, you know, I just have to watch the enfoldment. you know, now I know exactly the impact that I want to make, or I know that I want to make an impact, especially for those who are underserved, you know, people who have dealt with hardship, you know, dealt with poverty, dealt with setbacks, disappointments and stuff like that, because that was my foundation. You know, so I know that I'm here for a purpose and I try my best to be on purpose. Well, I know that every time
0: we get to talk, it's a a treat for me. And uh, to have you on the show today is a special treat. Uh, I've gotten to know you so much better.
1: Uh, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. When I see you on campus, I'm trying to hurry up to catch you up, you know, because I know we're going to have a, a good conversation. And, you know, having good conversations is always good, um, not just to hear what a person has to say, but it's also good for your spirit as well.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, you've been good for my spirit today, too. So thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, Richard A. Cross, uh, retention specialist at Lincoln University, author of numerous books and uh, that can help in many ways to improve uh, our lives. So uh, thank you. And uh, friends, remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Please uh, leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it. Because if it is to be, it is up to us. So take care. Talk to you soon.